Welcome. Thanks for joining us today on The Venture Podcast. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you along your journey. Well, today has been uh, just part of a whole weekend where we've seen God move in amazing ways, exciting ways. And uh, in it, it's been fun to see everybody wearing their jerseys, sporting their colors, different teams that are represented in that. Um, you know, Charlie's been getting a lot of grief about that Dodgers jersey, yeah, just to let you know. I didn't really love seeing Nate back in the booth there with the Ducks jersey, so I didn't, I didn't appreciate that. I've struggled. I struggled today because, you know, I am a self-avowed Cowboys fan since birth. So I, I know it's been, it's been hard for me. I didn't think I could wear a Cowboys jersey and preach in front of you without you turning on me. And, and I thought maybe I should wear a Niners jersey. You know, I, I looked at scripture. Scripture says, Paul calls us to be all things to all people <laughs> so that by all sake, we can reach some and Niners fans need to be reached with Jesus. I mean, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. But as I wrestled with that, I thought, you know, I truly can go local and truly give wholehearted support. I grabbed one of my son's jerseys. I'll throw it on. Yeah. 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 Go ahead and tell you it looks better on my sons than me, but I'll uh, throw, it, throw it on here. But, you know, we're, we're celebrating this weekend, and, you know, it's been estimated 194 million Americans will celebrate today, celebrate the Super Bowl. And about 100 million of them will call in sick tomorrow to work, but, uh, <laughs> and it's really fun. I, I'm glad we do. I love sports, I, I, and so I'm, I'm all for it. I love Super Bowl, I love athletic events. And, and I get into it enough, I yell at the TV a little bit, usually the refs. And, and part of it today, I'll be cheering. I'm not saying who I'm cheering for, I'll be cheering. Really, I'll be cheering for a great game. And as I thought about that, you know, it's fun to be able to do that. I started thinking in my head, what does God celebrate? And I don't say that because I think he's against today. I, I think God gives us these blessings that we can enjoy in life. But have you ever asked yourself, what makes God literally cheer, excited? What gets heaven excited? And, and the good news is we don't have to guess. We don't have to guess. Jesus tells us. And uh, I, I wish we could turn there, but I, I purposely shortened the message because we really wanted to make this about baptism. But you know, Jesus, in this interesting chapter in Luke 15, we'll look at a couple of verses out of it. Jesus tells us specifically and, you know, I kind of read it again. I'd, I'd focus on so many parts of the stories. I'd, I'd missed part of every story that he ends with. Jesus is talking to a group. At the beginning of the chapter, give you the context, Jesus is hanging out with people with a bad reputation. The tax collectors, people that were considered bad people, bad reputation. And so then the Pharisees, the people with the good reputation that everybody looked up to, the Pharisees start grumbling about him. They didn't have Facebook then to put comments. They just, you know, grumbled about him personally. And, and what they said was, because here was their mentality. They actually had rules around this, that if you're a good person, you're not only a good person, you never let yourself be around bad people. Because if you're around bad people, you're not a good person. And so then they look at it and they go, well, Jesus must not be a good person because he hangs out with bad people. And Jesus knows what they're saying. And so he looks at him and he tells him three stories. And I love how Jesus does, instead of just confronting with points, Jesus goes, let me tell you some stories, and maybe you'll get this. 
The first story he tells them is about a shepherd. He said, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. And when he's found it, he lays it on his shoulder rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me for I have found my sheep that was lost. This guy is a a medium-sized flock of about 100. One of them is the lost sheep. And, And Jesus says, the good shepherd doesn't just tend the good sheep. He cares about the lost sheep. Yeah, a pastor that I like is Lee Eckloff. He, he writes, and part of what I like about it is not only his teaching, but just his heart. He, he loves to just connect with people and really has patterned his life around it. In fact, one of the things he would do on Sunday morning, he would stop at the same gas station and get coffee at this machine that was there because he purposely wanted to meet the people that would be there. And so he started creating some relationships each week, meeting some different ones. One of the guys that was almost always there was a guy named Stu. Stu was a little disheveled, Kind of came in all, he didn't know exactly where Stu was coming from. One Sunday he's standing there and Stu walks up and he says, hey preacher, preacher, I need your help. He goes, I got these born again Christians at work and they won't leave me alone. They keep trying to make me a born again. Give me some advice. How do I get them off my back? (laughs) And Lee was like, this is ironic. So he said, well, Stu, why don't you tell them I'm not really ready to make a decision, but why don't you pray for me? And he goes, great idea, that will work. And off he went. (laughs) One morning, Lee was just sitting there drinking coffee. He saw Stu walking up and and he said it wasn't even a prayer, just kind of in his heart, he he thought to himself, I wish he'd asked me what I'm talking about today. And Stu walked up and he said, hey, hey, preacher, what are you talking about today? (laughs) And Lee looked at him and he said, you know, I'm talking about a story that's about Jesus as the good shepherd. The one who goes and looks for lost sheep. And right when he said it, Stu looked at him, just kind of open and honestly said, I'm a lost sheep. And he kind of said it to himself again, I'm a lost sheep. Well, he said, maybe you'd want to come here about it. He goes, "I, I don't think I'm ready today. He didn't come that day, but he started coming. He'd look out from time to time, there would be Stu. And Stu's still on his journey. But you know, the start of the journey for all of us and part of what Jesus is trying to do in this story with the Pharisees is get them to recognize what they claimed they knew. They said they knew the scripture, but if they really knew the scripture, you know what Isaiah says? Isaiah says, we're all lost sheep. In fact, look how Isaiah puts it. All we like sheep have gone astray. All of us are that one. We've all turned everyone to his own way. And look what God did. God, the Lord has laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity, the sin of us all. He's not just a good shepherd who goes and finds you. He's the good shepherd who's willing to do what it takes to change your life. To take your sin. We're all lost sheep. And and Jesus says when when the shepherd finds the sheep, of course he rejoices. 
He calls everybody and has a party. And then he points out this. He goes, and it's not just a party in the story. Listen to what he says happens in heaven when anybody repents. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous person who need no repentance. 99 people who've determined they're the good enough crowd. We've done it on our own. Man, you know what heaven gets excited about? The people that realize I'm a lost sheep. I can't do it. And I need a savior. He says, that's what gets God excited. That's the celebration in heaven. He goes, when you have the hundred and the one is found. And then he, he starts narrowing it a little bit. And he says, hey, let me tell you about a story. Who, a woman only had 10 coins and she lost one. And that's a little narrow and it's more expensive. And she searches the house. And you know what happens when she finds the one? She calls all her friends. She says, come over. We're going to have a party. I found this. It's so valuable. And Jesus says the same thing happens in heaven. Look what he says. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The angels get in on this party. I love how the message puts it, this verse. Count on it. That's the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. Isn't that an awesome picture? I mean, there's God in heaven, and, and we don't know everything about heaven. We don't know everything about angels. We do know this, a couple of things I know that's happening there. The angels are worshiping him. You know when they like to stop? They like to stop and they go, oh, someone else just got saved. Someone else just came to Jesus. Another lost sheep was found. God, you did it. You changed lives, and they celebrate in that. Jesus ends with the longest story, the most famous story, and it gets more narrow. Remember, it was 101, 10 and one. And then he goes, let me tell you about a dad who had two sons and one's lost. Oh man, you feel it now. And one son rebels and one son's a prodigal. And the son comes home. And the dad's not standing there in judgment waiting to look at him and say, I told you so. You come back here and earn your way, boy. Now, if you know the story, the dad runs and throws his arms around him. And what's the dad say? We got to have a party. In fact, they're having the big party when the other brother, the good one, the good enough, the one who's done it, he comes in and he goes, what's going on? Why, why are you celebrating him? See, Jesus has, has ended this whole thing. He's narrowed it all the way down. And he's talking to the Pharisees. I think he's talking to all of us when we think we're the good enough. And he ends it with the last thing that the father says to that, that son. Look, look how the, the whole, all these stories end. The father says it was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and he's found. Guys, every one of these stories, they end with a party. They end with a celebration. That's what God celebrates. He, he, he celebrates people all of us who are lost sheep when they come to Jesus. 
He celebrates as a God, a father, who doesn't judge us when we come home. He wraps his arms around us and says, I love you, I want to celebrate you. We have a savior who not only goes and finds us, but he gave his life to change us. And guys, if this is what God celebrates, this is the question I ask me, shouldn't it mark my life too? Shouldn't it be what I get excited about? Shouldn't it be what I'm celebrating? Shouldn't it be what church should be about? And I want you to hear, we as a church are committed. We're committed at the core of the mission that people would find and follow Jesus. That our friends and neighbors all over the Bay Area, we've got friends and we've got loved ones. And and, and we see it and we know it. Maybe they're succeeding in so many ways, but if you don't have Jesus, you know what? You're a lost sheep. And we want them to find him and to follow him. And what you're seeing in the tank over and over is a testimony of that. Because here's the great news. When you find Jesus, you find out he was the one looking for you all along. He was the one that did it all, all along. And our Father welcomes us in the family because of Jesus and what he's done. I want to encourage you, if you're part of the Venture family, could we commit and pray together that we want to be about people all over the Bay Area finding Jesus and following him. We want to be about celebrating this all the time as we see life change in it. And maybe if you're here today and you go, Tim, if I'm honest, (laughs) I'm still a lost sheep. Hear me. You're in the right place. We've discovered Jesus and we want you to discover him with us. And maybe even today, if you discover that and you go, yeah, I'm a lost sheep, just turn to him right now and go, I'm a lost sheep and you're a good shepherd and you gave your life for me. And tell him that. And let him change your life. We find and follow a savior who was looking for us and did it all. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for just the opportunity to serve you, to celebrate with you. We want our hearts to be tuned to your heart. We, we, we want to celebrate the things you do. And so, Lord, I pray as a church that this would be a place full of that kind of celebration. I pray that we would be people that do what Jesus did, that we're looking for the lost sheep. Sometimes, God, I confess, it's easy to just huddle up as the 99 good and just focus on being good. Lord, I pray that you would move our hearts with what moves yours. Lord, as we just get to witness this now in these baptisms of people that are taking a step and declaring how they're following you, I pray that we would celebrate along with heaven and that you would move our hearts in it. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. We hope today's message encouraged you in your journey of faith. To keep up with the latest messages and what's happening, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and visit venture.cc.